and let them have dominion. The kingdom of God is within people. It's the advancement of the people that is advancing. Because the faith must be backed by the assignment of this ministry is found from that verse. You're onto a word encounter as Pastor David Ogweli ministers God's word to you with simplicity and power. God bless you. He created them to control the earth, to control the circumstances on earth, just like God controls the heavenly. places thank you for the victories upon victories thank you for glorifying your name again and again thank you for being faithful thank you for not failing thank you for being constant thank you for being our rock in whom we can trust I worship you today lift your hands and bless him the presence of Jesus is in this place place today glorify your name reveal yourself to us in a new way give us a fresh revelation of who you are bring us into that place of intimacy of knowing you just like you know us I glorify you I magnify you let no one leave this service unchanged. As you perform the work of transformation in our life, take our Christian experience and the ministry to a whole new level. Open a new page for everyone of us in life and ministry today. And there will be a shift in our lives, a major one. As the door is open to us in the spirit in the heavens I give you praise I give you glory
Lift your hands and just greet him again. Just say, Lord, I thank you. I'm glad you are here. Thank you. I'm glad to be in your presence. Glory be to your name. Who stands by night in the courts of our God? You know that song? Lift up your hand to the holy place. I'm blessed the Lord. I'm blessed the Lord. Everybody lift up your hand. There's a strange thing that's going on here. There's an insurgence of angelic beings into the service. It's not about standing. It's not about standing. I'm blessed the Lord. Bless the Lord. Just before we go on, that vision that Jacob saw where there is a portal, a heavenly portal opened from earth into heaven. In Jacob's vision, it was a ladder and angels were ascending and descending. That's what is going on here. That portal is open right now. And there is a surge of angelic activity into this place. For example, if you came in here with any sickness and pain in your body, touch that part now. This gentleman from the heavenlies that conduct healing are here. I rebuke, touch that part. I rebuke the pain to leave. I rebuke the sickness to leave. I command healing in your body. Change of organs where one is needed. Let's sing it again. Come bless the Lord. O ye servants of the Lord. Who stands by now. In the house of my God. Lift up your hands to the holy place and bless the Lord. And bless the Lord. Lift up your Have your way completely in this service. Seize the moment. Use it to do what is in your mind and accomplish your will today. Father, pull some of us out of the earth realm into your dimension to see what is going on. To experience an, an encounter with God this morning. Lift up your hands. There are visitations that are coming in this service today. This is not normal. 
This is not one of the normal Sundays that you attend. Oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder, consider all the world I have I see the song that says when Christ shall come project it
God bless you. God bless you. Revelation chapter 4 verse 1. What makes a great servant of God is not just preaching. It's the ability to hear and see in the realm of the spirit. Because ministry on earth is just trying to keep tab with God. Keeping tab with God. Finding out what God is doing in the spirit and following him. There is a gift of the spirit called interpretation of tongues. That one helps those who have it to interpret a lot of the things that are being said in heaven that human beings can't understand. Because the language of that planet is not English. The angels can speak all the languages of the earth but human beings most of the time can't speak the language of heaven. So we need a gift of the Holy Spirit and enablement of the Holy Spirit to hear what is going on. There are times, for example, God speaks in other languages. I remember once I was taken up into that world and I experienced the worship of heaven. And there was one particular song that grabbed me so much, I cried out my heart while that worship was going on. And I vowed there that I must come down with that song and I must get people who know music to record it. And so it was beautiful. And then when I started descending back from the spirit to my mind, it was at that moment I lost the song. And then I started praying and, and I realized that the truth is that the language they were speaking was not even English. But because I was in the spirit, I could hear it because my spirit is made in the image of God. My spirit can hear God's language. But my mind is programmed like computer according to the language of my parents or the ones I've learned in school. Your computer, this your mental computer, is programmed this way. It's your spirit that is programmed the other way. That's why you don't know God by your intellect. If God is known by the intellect, the professors of this world, the intellectuals of this world will be the most spiritual people. Because your mind is programmed in the direction of your five senses. It's meant to be the, you know, like you have cameras here. The cameras pick the information. Then they send it to a box there, a mixer, a recording system that captures it. So your five senses pick the information. Your mind is the computer that records the whole thing. Your mind has the processing unit in it. Your mind has a memory system in it. That camera is doing for the laptop that is recording there, what the, our eyes are doing for our mind. And then there are microphones doing for that laptop what our ears are doing for our minds. So the sound comes through our ears, our minds record. Our eyes pick pictures, our minds record. And the other senses. 
we pick up a smell with our nostrils our mind recorded so next time you see joy soap you can recognize it even without seeing it you say it's smelling because you have there's been a record there's something in your memory system that can refer to that so children newborn babes have a lot to learn because as they're picking information they're, they are storing and they're using what they have stored to learn how to recognize that's how they end up recognizing their parents recognizing other people of course if you remove that computer you will see your husband you will remember him you see your children you will know who they are to your brain you are just meeting them for the first time because the records are erased But we have another an operating system that we carry with us in our hard disk. This one is not the mind, it's the spirit man. The psychologists call it the subconscious mind. It's not a mind at all. Man is a spirit being. It's that other dimension that connects God world. So you see, there are activities that help you move in that direction. One of them is worship. One of them is prayer. The problem with worship is that if you do it carnally, you are just watching people disconnected instead of focusing. We're actually supposed to close our eyes when we do that. The same thing with prayer. If you do it carnally, instead of going the other direction, you find yourself going outwardly. You are drawn again by your mind. Your prayers are just mental. Prayers are not supposed to be mental communion with God. They're supposed to have heart-to-heart -heart talk with God. It's supposed to be the deep in man, calling out to the deep in God. But the problem is, if you don't lock out the distractions of the external world, the spiritual world does not open to you. I am sent here this morning with an assignment to, you know, and the Lord explain to me what the assignment is. Revelation chapter 4, let me read. And after this and I looked, behold, a door opened in heaven. That's what is going on here this morning. We know about physical doors. If the doors of this building were locked, we would be outside. But because they were open, we can come in. Now, the spiritual world also have doors. There are also doors into the satanic world. And there are ways to open that one. If you offer some kind of sacrifices, especially blood-related sacrifices, whether it's animal or human or whatever, this underworld that you've been hearing about, where demon, demonic powers live, will open up. It's the same thing with the spiritual world where God lives, the heavens. One of the ways to open it is with things you bring to God, gifts you bring Him, like your tithe. Haven't you read it where the Bible said that when you bring your tithe, the windows of heaven does what? Opens. God is telling you access to the supernatural world is now available to you. What do you do with it? 
one of our brethren, one of our business is a contractor. Since last year, he has come to me twice to pray for him. He's been trying to have access to President Jonathan since February of 2014. And he has made many trips to Abuja. And they are contact people who have access, so they are trying to give him access when they finish nowhere. Finally, he, he tried to go through the wife towards the end of last year. Finally, that one blocked. I just came back from the program I came and he calls me day before yesterday. He said, we are in, inside the government house now. We are in our sorrow. We are just a few minutes from seeing him. Please pray for me. Let this one know because I have reached this place before I went back without achieving. After waiting for hours. He said, please. And on phone we prayed. And yesterday he was sending me a message to thank me that they finally had access. Now, first of all is that the door to Asorok does not open. We have 170 million Nigerians. We don't have up to 1% that has passed through that door. Second is that even when you pass through the, the initial gate of the Asorok, Asorok still has three dimensions. To get to where you see the president proper is the final gate. You pass the first gate, you enter a city. It's a city. It has everything in it. There are bush, there are mountains, there are roads, there are estates. Not one, many. It's a city. First time I went, I thought it was uh, Asorok, is just maybe like a Laosa government house you know here in Lagos no Asorok is like maybe the whole of Lagos Island it's even bigger than that when I say island I'm including where you are not where you, you go for business PI or whatever There's nothing that is not there. You have zoo there. And the zoo is not small zoo, it's forest. So after we pass the second gate, you enter a smaller section of Asura. It's still a city. And then you pass the last one. Then you enter the villa. Even in the villa itself, it's still a small city. A door was opened in heaven. That's why I said, what makes a great servant of God is not just study books and come and preach. You have to have ability to do, see these things that John and Co. sees. Hear what is happening. In the, because God might be going in another direction, you are going in a different direction. Is the ability to interpret on earth what is happening in the heavens. What now happens is you, you create that convergence where the two meet. And at that point of convergence, the glory descends. It's descending in worship. 
you might hit one song and then access is given you don't change it that fast they kick you out of that place immediately you go back to where you were coming from and the door closes in your front because when you hit that place and there's a convergence the glory starts falling it means God now is enjoying what you are doing don't just stop it it's not entertainment worship is ministry to the Lord no wonder Jesus said maybe you should, you should show that and we'll come back here John chapter 4, 4 where he said you worship who you don't know he said we worship who we know John chapter 4 I was talking to the Samaritan woman the region that is empty you worship who you don't know we worship who we know he said for salvation is of the Jews we worship what you do not know but we worship what but we know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews show that verse the true worshippers worship the father in spirit and in truth for such the father seeketh to worship so if they are true worshippers they are false worshippers and if there is true worship there is false worship the true ones do it in spirit and in truth the truth there is sincerity it's like when a man is telling a woman I love you you are the sugar in my tea you are another guy can say the same thing to the lady and two of them say exactly the same thing one person means it the other doesn't so the problem with the sincerity part is that God said these men worship me with their lips show it to them their lips but their heart is far from me show it to them they worship me with their lips the mouth says exactly the same thing sings exactly the same song there is no heart to it how can there be hard to it when you are talking to the Lord and you are looking around trying to check out the choir girl what she's wearing that's why I don't allow people who worship to come and stand there I don't allow it I don't allow it in heaven look at the order in heaven the people that lead worship those angels have six wings yet they don't need more than two to fly all angels fly with only two wings so the scripture explained to us look at it these people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips but their heart is far from me ladies if your heart has been broken you probably understand because how you give your heart is that the guy told you something told you that he loved you he told you that you are that's why you gave your heart why did he break it because he didn't mean it it wasn't and many people have broken God's heart many those angels in heaven have two wings six wings the ones that lead worship they only used to to fly Isaiah chapter 6 said they used to to fly what are they now doing with the other four every one of you listen the two wings is for covering their face 
Everybody do like this. Do it like this. Do like this. Close your eyes. Do like this. This thing started in heaven. It's actually the position of the wings of angels that we are copying. The truth is that their own is not in their chest. It's in their face. So I can have my eyes open. But truly, it's not looking at anybody here. It's looking on him. That's why most of the time in the Bible, if you see them worship, they fall on their face. Or they look up. You cannot be looking around and call that worship. Who are you looking at? The camera is supposed to go inward to focus on him. And you are trying. Are you not tired of your environment? That's where you believe in. We are talking about making contact with God. And one contact can change your whole life of misery. One. With the other two wings that cover their legs. You know what I mean? Reverence. Reverence. This issue of kneeling down or falling on our face. I saw people who were going on their faces. It started in heaven. I can show you. And almost every time worship happens, they fall on their faces. Hey, why don't you show one of them like any of the Revelation 4, Revelation 5 worship. There are about three or four worship experiences recorded in Revelation 4 and 5. You can pick any of them and show. Like verse 11 of chapter 5, for example. Okay, look, look, look at it. Look at what I've been saying. No, you can show it to them before you go off. Above it, he's talking about seraphims. To the seraphims, each one has six wings. With two, he covers his face. With two, he covers his feet. And with two, he flew. So you only need two to fly. I've never seen an aircraft that has more than two wings. Why? What are you now doing with the other four? So, if you go for concert performance, music performance, they like stage so that people can watch them as they gyrate and do whatever. When you lead worship, you are not interested in stage. You don't want people to see you. You want people to see Jesus. You hide yourself. That's how you know a real worshiper. They, want, they don't want any distraction. You know, if you are pretty, they might be looking at your shape or your legs. If you are the type that like plenty of jewelries on your hand, they might be People can get distracted by different things. They might be carried away by your hair. They might be a real worshiper is not interested in that. Actually, what destroyed Lucifer because he used to be a cherub, he used to do this, is when he started removing the upper wings. He now wanted to be noticed. I wanted to see my face. And actually, that angel, they said he was created to perfection. He was fine, man. He was it was perfection of beauty. He was also made so wise it's time for i want you guys to see me check all his children all the satanic kids that are singing all this nonsense going on it's all about self it's all about even the music once they start they put their name that's it because it's all about me it's about human worship if you check this year's grammy award and last year's only ended with worship Last year's one was worship of performance. There is this demon that controls the Hollywood industry. When they draw, when you see scores, apart from human scores, you see this one with two horns. That's performance. It's a, a particular demonic spirit. 
and it's a, a very strong demon because there are demons that control the several mountains of society the entertainment industry and they offer human sacrifices to him those who want to go very far yes they do that in Hollywood so Lucifer removed the upper wings he now wants worship instead of being the one to worship because you worship your creator not your creation idolatry is when you worship what you made like your money your car when you worship what is created you worship the one that made you of all the three elements of oblation there is thanksgiving there is praise there is worship thanksgiving we can do that to human beings it's not only God that we should thank we should thank people that have done something nice for you thank your husband thank your wife for a good man thank people that are kind to you praise you can praise human beings sometimes you should give honor or credit even as a leader when your staff people have achieved the goal you give some of the credit you don't just take all the credit you say I'm, as the manager I'm the one that did it no you give credit to the people to the team you praise people who have excelled that's why there should be things like national honor but worship must not be given to any human being can love people you can respect people you can hold people in high esteem you must not idolize people that thing they say idol that's actually what it is you were the anointed cherub who covers I establish you you were on the holy mountain of God he's talking to Lucifer God was about to bring him down and he was talking to him and you were on the holy mountain you walk back and forth in the midst of the fairy stone the stones of fire you were perfect in your ways from the day you were created till iniquity was found in you the starting of the fall of lucifer is to crave what only belongs to god worship and then other sins now joined it there is worship there is juju music that is used to bring in demons those those things are not just maybe there are beasts that can make demons wake up just like worship can make God do strange things I don't know if we still have up to 10% of that that is clean because there is clean entertainment Revelation chapter 4 verse 1 And after this thing I looked, behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the voice, the ability to see these things, and the voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking to me, saying, Come up here, and I will show you things that must take place after. The ability to see and hear in that realm. Without it, I will, I will be useless in ministry. Come up here. 
heaven will lift up your hand. Say, Father, take me up there. Take me up there. I want to hear what you are saying today. What exactly is your word for me today? What, ex- what do you want me to know today? What exactly? What exactly do you want me to see? What do you want me to hear today? Open my eyes. Open my ears. Open my ears. I want to have a close walk with you. I want to be one of those who make your heart glad. Open my eyes. Then there's another way to pray. We're going to do it. Lift up those hands again. Say, Father, download for us. Download for me the words that I need now to cause a shift in my life. Download it. I ask for that download this morning. Lord, into my spirit, into my inner man. Go beyond my mind. Download into my hard disk. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. When you start praying like this, you start having access to what many Christians don't enjoy. So, what the Lord asked me, this is the assignment today, is to talk to you about how to be God's friend. How to be God's friend. Let me make these four statements. You need to note it. And then, we'll proceed from there. Number one, is that people are everywhere. Of course, you know they are in their billions. But sons, sons are priceless. And there are many of you here who have people working for you. You have drivers, you have staffs, you have all kinds of things. Do you compare your staff, your workers to your children? What God is asking for as sons not servants even though we are to serve God but service is common sons are priceless servants are common sons are priceless then the other one is that friends real friends are scarce cheerleaders everywhere Real friends are expensive. The problem that the Almighty God has, the problem, the one big need that He has, He doesn't need healing, he doesn't need prosperity, he doesn't need money. Of course, He was talking to people who are bringing Him sacrifice. He said, Don't you know that cattle in a thousand hills are mine? If I, I need to eat meat, I won't tell you. Because all of them are mine. So if, even if you collected that you're bringing it here. Did you bring it when you were coming here? You came here naked. And you are exiting naked. Everything you are using, you made them here. The cotton you are wearing in your body, your core clothes, you made them here. All this wine and drinks you are drinking, you made them here. The water, you made them here. The sand you have molded and you call a house, you made them here. 
the cement you made them here and you're going to leave everything here how many cars are you going to take when you are going the question will be how many did you bring it's amazing how God designed life nobody brings anything and nobody takes anything I don't know if you heard about the guy that buried his mother in a homer jeep with dollars and after some time a group of boys went there and they zoomed the corpse collected the dollars took the homer jeep took it for good cleaning and dumped back the corpse because that's the law show it to them naked came I into the world Job naked I will go can you imagine that you came in here without even pants not even bra for the girls ah if you have forgotten visit the maternity ward again they won't allow you to go and watch somebody's wife but at least when the baby come out tell them I want to see the new baby or get married and follow your wife there not even with toothbrush So why are you going around boasting as if you are the one that owned this thing? Everyone lift your hands again. Say the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. No, no, we're going to say it again. Say the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The man made it that when you enter, you come in with nothing. You know, you know I've I, I heard of a service apartments where you just move in. I've stayed in some of those apartments when we go on halls like summer break instead of staying in a hotel and all that I just carry my whole family we move into everything you want to drink tea tea cup you want to eat spoon for everything you want to cook gas cooker everything but the day of checking out you know hey I really like this furniture they carry it to load into the aircraft I hope you know where the British police will put you. We stayed in Radisson Blue, South Africa once. And my God, I, you know, this one here is Nigerian version. You need to see this suit. I got inspiration what to do with house, my house, when building it. What about when you are going, this TV, this this particular flat screen I really like it you know the curved flat screen I like it it's the latest I need to carry it Samsung to my house you are not allowed security will stop you and that's how this, this world you live in and the world you are going to has heavy security whether it's hell or heaven you're going to, you don't carry anything over here. The same way you get everything you need here, those of you that make heaven, everything you will need in eternity is already provided, including the most amazing accommodation. It's here that we even build houses. There, they build houses by picking the, the innermost desires of your heart, the pleasures, the things. God from the time he gives back to you read all the things that appeal to you and then they take those ecstasies to the highest level and use it to design your house 
the kind of colors that get your attention. That's why those of you who have truly served God, what awaits us? First in this life, there is blessing in this life. But that one is like Jared, the beginning school, pre-nursery. That's what this life is. Naked, I came from my mother's womb. Naked, I shall return there. Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be. That's why you can worship God in plenty. You can worship him in lack. It doesn't change. Relationship is not based on what you have. If your relationship with God or relationship with people is based on material things, it's called transactional relationship. You are cheating that person you call your friend. You are not a true friend. You are somebody who came like a parasite to suck blood from another person. Girls do it hanging around guys for their money. Then men do it hanging around girls for their whatever, you know. So those kind of things, transactional relationship is fake, is not real. For example, having to your head that money makes many friends. You can show them that scripture. Once you have power, once you have any form of power, economic power, political power, you will pull people. God knows how to humiliate. Once you have power, look at wealth. Wealth makes many friends. The poor is separated from his friends. So, fake friends. Because God is like that. He has everything anybody needs. People are seeking him. So get it into your head. Not everybody who goes to church is there to seek God. Many are there to seek what God will do for them. That's what happens. When you have it, your relatives, even the cousins you have not heard of, even the ones that will link themselves to your great-grandfather or to your father. Don't you know you, your father and I are very tight friends before, oh, he will even start crying. It's since he died that my life has scattered. But thank God for raising you. Because God heard our prayers. If you know how we have been praying for you, he has not made you local government chairman or bank. God bless you, my son. You're looking for a real friend of your father. Who will? He can even be the guy that killed him. What is happening now? Power. Any type of power. Ladies, beauty is power. It makes many friends. 90 something of them are fake. You know, women are power walking on two feet. Many of you have met those friends and now hot or heart wounded. Men, the beauty of a man is money, not how fine your face is. I saw this guy, they call him Chakis. This is how tall he is. Guess who the wife is? Five feet eleven. Fair, pointed nose, pretty, spotless skin. And I asked myself, is this charm or what? They said, no, he's not charm, he's loaded. It's a billionaire. One day I went to pray for the wife. So when he walked out, he came out not properly, fully dressed. I was shocked. I said, Oh God, what is that? I called the daughter. I said, What is that? I thought it was leprosy. 
He says it's a rare skin disease. If you see his skin, you won't want to shake hands with him. It's not on his palms. But if you need to see the wife I came to pray for, and God just what made her fall in love with that? So why do you think the wealthiest man that ever lived had a thousand women? 300 married, 700. They didn't have husband just to be warming Solomon's bed. 700. They were his concubines. They had the opportunity to marry. And Solomon has this eye for pretty girls with all that beauty. They stayed for a man that already has 300 wives. What do you think they were there for? Everyone say money. Say power. So, take note. That might be what is attracting you to God. So, God is very many times lonely. He told me many times. One time Jesus appeared to me and uh, I've shared that message so many times. One of the things he was telling me, and my heart broke, and I was crying. He started crying when I started crying, and I realized how serious this thing is. But my my mind couldn't understand it. He said, "I don't have many friends." God reminded me of this at the, as we're entering the beginning of the year, and I promised him that this year's coming. This promise I made to the Lord. And I have told him, please help me to keep my words. And I will get him at least 120 friends. Because he explains to me how scarce. He said he meets everybody's needs. People come to him for salvation, for healing, for protection, for answers to prayer. Nobody cares about his need. I said, Lord, I don't believe that. You you have need and I was crying he said I have a very big one I said what is it he said relationship he said my nature is love can you imagine how many of you truly have a lot of love in you to give let me see you. people like you are the ones that are hurt the most you know why if you are the type that have a lot of love you are generous you are accommodating, you are forgiving, you tend to open your door. The problem with that is that the other person might not be like that. The other person might be exploitative. The other person might be the type that wants to take advantage of it. Let me give you an example. Pastor Sarah, all the pastors that have been with us from like Reverend O'Yes can tell you that. I'm the type that give even what I don't have. And I remember when I was in Enugu pastoring, people took advantage of that a lot. Somewhere along the line, because you asked her, but I trained her after while she understood. Because she used to have problem with, how can you give and give away even your children's school fees? And then you start believing God by faith. How do you do that? It doesn't make sense. I said, don't worry. Me, I have a relationship that can always take care of me. God does not fail me. He will always take care of me. These people are not at that level yet. He said, no, but what about planning? Don't you teach planning and all of that? I said, I believe in that. Anyway, somewhere along, I have to yield to that council. And then we created a structure where we bring some amount of money over to that 
and then somebody else was appointed to start helping to manage it so if you get there and they have finished you you join the line because money gets in there every week and finally it will always get to you but the issue is some people will put pressure on you and they don't care what is happening with your life they don't know that you are you are not god you are a finite resource like them you can exhaust but it's God that is exhausting. That's why people don't understand when pastors are tired. They don't care. They still want their prayer. Because most human beings are driven by self-interest. That's the problem. That's the problem. God, more than 90 something percent of the time, is thinking about others. Because of his nature. His love. For human beings since the fall... 90 something percent we're thinking about ourselves that's the problem in first Samuel chapter 13 please show that verse I think it's verse 14 where God was talking about David I found for myself a man after my heart a man after my heart remember that David was not a perfect man didn't he fall was he not the one that had a problem with Bathsheba he had a few shortcomings but that was a man that was God's friend. The issue now is to begin to study the qualities of people that God calls friends. The qualities of men and women that become God's friends. The reason is that relationships are resources. Relationships, good relationships are assets. Some relationships are more important than a choice property along Lakey or in VI that's worth millions. You know, there are some choice property in, in Ikoi or VI that if you have, they belong to you. You're a billionaire already. But some relationships are far more there are some that will that will weigh 100 times more than that property i'm talking about human relationships now you say ah i'm not sure pastor but i'm the one that asked that which kind of relationship will be more important than that land that is worth two billion let me ask if you have a son an only son and the life of your son is at stake and it's either one will go the land or your son which one will you offer that means you value your son more than the land now have you seen people that are looking for fruit of the womb this week this week i was counseling and praying for people at uh, protea hotel you know i sat in the reception i was seeing people uh, when we came back i think it was tuesday or, or thursday and somebody came and brought a baby the only child I have, a little baby. He said, you remember last year in the conference hall, we'd be married without a child. You stretched your hand and said to my wife that this baby is going to arrive so, 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 so. And they were crying, both of them, both the man and the wife, as they are talking. I said, yes, I remember that. He said, here is that baby. He's here now. And they dropped on my table, GL, 
five, whatever. And I realized what happened here. So, these people valued a child more than a Mercedes Jeep. Which of you value a child more than 2016? What's the most costly Jeep that should be around here? Um, Range Rover 2016, brand new from the factory. Which of you will value a child more than that? Let me see your hand. Are you sure? I didn't see all the hands though. Because in Nigeria, people take their child and go and offer for money. That will tell you that there are people that have perverted value system. And it's the same way there are people who can sacrifice their relationship with God for money. Haven't you? You think the Bible put that statement down for nothing? What will it profit a man? If he gains the whole world and loses his soul. Okay, relationship with your children, relationship with your wife. We place such high premium on such a relationship. What about if you are to be the president's personal friend? But the price will be your two billion land that it could be. You have to give it up, but this is what you're going to get. Which one will you take? How many? Of you? Eh? The land or that friendship? Why will you prefer the friendship, sir? Because you'll get all the benefits from him if you request, because you're close with him. Why do you prefer relationship with Governor Fash? To be his personal friend than a choice land in Ikoi. Sir, because it will open ways unexpected. You open the ways for you. You will buy the land as many times as you estate is what you are going to ask for. There is no two ways about it. The truth is that this is just the material side. The value of such relationships. There is one man that God called his friend. Please show it. Abraham, my friend. There are two times God made that statement. Once he said, the seed of Abraham, my friend. Show it to them. Can you imagine God, God Almighty, says, this man is my friend. I wish God would be able to say that about you. That's what I'm trying to achieve. It's not an intellectual summon. So you can have all kinds of intellectual things to carry in your head. No. No. I know what will happen for you. Me, I'm in a journey. I'm in that journey. I started that journey. Not today. And I have always realized that that's where I have my biggest challenge. Because sometimes I forget completely and I'm obsessed with the work the ministry work and I forget the person that gave us the assignment it happens to me 
So this is one place I'm always repenting. If you ask me what my sin, this is one thing. Because I have made that discovery and I began that process. It took me some time from the time they gave me that explanation to even understand what it means. Because my head could not interpret it. What's the meaning of that? How can God need anything? God doesn't need anything. God is God now. He doesn't need any man. That's when I realized that the day Jesus died, because that was the only begotten. Today, God has many sons today. But the day he died, something died in God. You know, the Bible said there was darkness on earth for about three hours. That's because the whole creation was mourning because God himself. And I said, Lord, if he is that important to you, why did you sacrifice him? He said, I sacrificed him because I wanted more children. I didn't sacrifice him so that people can just be healed. Healing is important, but that's not the main reason. I didn't sacrifice him so that people can just prosper and get money. Money is important. I can give it to them without sacrificing my son. I didn't sacrifice it so you can get a job. That's not why you are a Christian. That's not why so you can get a breakthrough. So you can find a husband. You reduce your whole Christian calling to that. Abraham believed God. It was accounted to him for righteousness. And because of that, he was called what? He was called what? The friend of God. Give him the other one where God introduced Abraham. He was talking out to the Jews. He said, you are the seed of Abraham, my friend. The reason I'm looking after you, I protect Israel. is because of your dad was my friend. Your dad was my friend. But you, Israel, are my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen. The descendants of Abraham. What? One day God wanted to destroy a nation, city of Sodom and Gomorrah. Then the Trinity started discussing. They finished, agreed that that project should be carried out. They said, but we cannot do it until I discuss it with Abraham. God you can do whatever you want to do. Who, who can stop you? He said, no. I have to talk to Abraham about it. Hey, when we're talking about friendship with God, do you know that God likes to talk? He likes to discuss. And these are the people he discusses his secrets with. Do you know that God has mysteries and he has secrets? And he doesn't share with everybody. Just this Nigerian election showed me how shallow millions of Christians are. Why is it that there is this argument of vote for Buhari, vote for Jill? Why? Because many people don't know the mind of God. Then, so God takes a position, you find his church in the opposite direction. Why? We don't know God's mind. 
and there have been times in the Bible where because God said God will not do anything on earth until he reveals his secret to his servants the prophet he shows them and they come to tell the people they stone them because they are far look at he said the Israelites are his servants you Israel are my servant but Abraham is my friend have you seen the difference The people are servants just running around working for God and God is looking for people that will work with him. People that will have a relationship with him. Those ones now, it's not that they don't serve God but they serve him to precision because they start by knowing what is on his heart. Go to Abraham. Go to Abraham. The scripture you read. Shall I hide from Abraham? The things which I do. Shall I hide it from Abraham? My friend and my servant, what I'm going to do? Verse 18. Since Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. Can you imagine God is talking about Abraham's future and he says it will surely happen? And all the nations of the earth shall be blessed through him. And shall bless themselves by him. One verse. For I have known him. In order that he may command his children and his household after him. That they will keep the way of the Lord. To do righteousness and justice. Have you seen one, some of the qualities about this guy? It's time to transmit the same values to his children so that God may bring forth to Abraham what he has spoken of. To make sure that the promise will last for generations after. He's a man that takes raising his children well, very seriously. The number one purpose why we live, the number one reason why we exist is to bring pleasure to the heart of God. Man, human beings have three purposes why God created them. The first is that God created us for himself. The second is that God created us for others. Our second assignment has to do with other human beings. So whenever people talk about purpose, they start with what you value, you're going to add to other people. No, you have missed it. Your first purpose is that God created you to give him pleasure. He created you for himself. And the third purpose has to do with creation. God created us to have dominion over creation. He created us for work. That's where career, work, and all of those things come. It's the last. It's the last. Whether your work is to be a farmer, you are tilling the ground, or your own is conquer space and time through technology, or you conquer it through travel, through air travel, you're a pilot, or you are conquer whatever is ministry, or your own is whatever. That's the last. 
But you can see now the last has become the first. We're taking up all our time. That we don't have time for God. And it's so sad. We don't even have time for people anymore. The wives and the husbands had little. The children don't know their parents anymore. Because career and work has filled 99% of our time and space. God created you for himself. Revelation chapter 4 verse 11. He said, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, power, honor, and power. For you created all things. By your will they exist and were created. Get the oak in gem. That by your will is a rendering that took the meaning away. That is the correct rendering. Somebody is trying to give us a more modern English and it took the meaning away. For thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. God enjoys nature. Am I shocking? That's why in heaven, vegetation is to perfection. God enjoys the animal kingdom. You want to get in touch with God at the natural level. Get in touch with nature. But that's not my assignment today. Let's leave that for another. This is why environment matters to God. That we look after our environment. But I'm not after that today. One day I woke up my neighbor. The only few trees that are left around us. He brought it down. And I was driving and I saw what was going on. And I started screaming. I said, when you are in the aircraft, you are lowering into Lagos. It's like a desert filled with houses. Whenever you are lowering into any foreign, what you call developed nations, whether it's Germany or Denmark or US or UK, you are lowering into a garden city, a garden nation. You now see houses covered with trees. Trees, trees around houses. How actually sometimes it's the trees you see first, you now see houses in between. Here is houses everywhere and you are looking for the trees. Fashola tried a little to implement tree planting but even at that. Because God created man to live in a garden city. If you see how heaven is. If you see that world. loves nature. He loves the beauty of nature. All things were created for his pleasure. He enjoys it. Someone was talking to me. He said, ah, what's the purpose of all this large water? Didn't God have made it, you know, just small? I said, that's his swimming pool. That's the size God makes. You don't like swimming pool? You're missing Trust God to bless you to buy not all this, you know, tight plots of land where you put house and you can't even park your car. Where you can have space to do a good flowers, trees, house, interlocking, swimming pool, where you bring the different elements 
to marry. You know, when you step out to the border of the ocean, you trek to the sea and you stand there. At that place, the land and the water meet and the air and even the fourth element. And I can also tell you in that place, the fourth dimension also meets them. That's how God planned. So when he did the Garden of Eden, he created a spring of water there that broke into four heads to water the whole garden. So the animals, the vegetation, the streams, the land, the beautiful air, he then took man and put him there. God's idea of habitat for human beings is paradise. God is not against prosperity, but that's not the reason you live. That's what you need to sustain life. We live to give him pleasure. We live to give him pleasure. Go back to that Revelation 4. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor. Thou hast created all things and all creation. Lift up your hands. That's why, for me, in answering the call to go into ministry, my first job is not to help people get healed or get breakthrough. I found a secret help bring them into a deeper relationship with God then all their problems rose away it just falls off you the things that are troubling you just falls off it's like bringing people in touch with light you know the more you face the direction of light the more you look towards light what happens to all the shadows and darkness they go behind you it's called digital deliverance without telling demons come out Without people screaming out, just bring them into that place where they can experience. Because pastors are failing to do this these days. Pastors themselves are drawn by the material side of life. What will eat, what will drive, cars that we will get. But the amazing thing is that the Bible said, when we make the pursuit of God a priority, God gives you the desires of your heart. He gives you the desires of your heart. Lift up your hands. Say, Father, you created me to give you pleasure. I have learned today that you are in need of friends. I want to be your friend. I know that I don't know how, but I want to start that journey. I want to start that journey today. Draw me into that secret place where you are. Take me to that place where you are. Remove those things from my life that has kept me out. That have kept me living in the outer court. I truly love you. I know I have messed up many times and stumbled. But cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Purify my heart. Give me the right motive. I let go. Shiaga. Are you good? 
Agiaga Bo. Gentlemen, I don't know what the Holy Spirit is saying about you. You are going to have a journey in the spirit world. A journey in the realm of revelation. They are going to remove the curtain from you and your eyes will open to see who you've been worshipping. To know him. You are going to be made to hear things. Open my eyes that I might behold your glory. Remove the veil from my eyes. See, the number one purpose of prayer is not to ask God for something, it's to use prayer as a means of communion, as a means of knowing Him, as a means of talking with Him, as a means of cultivating friendship. Friendship is as strong as communion. If you don't fellowship, if you don't talk, if you don't share, friendship dies. Friendship requires investment of time. That's why you should have morning devotion. Not so that you can pray for a good job that morning so that God will give you breakthrough. No. So that you can greet your friends. So you can keep in touch. When you are in love with a girl, you know how many times you call her? How many times you want to see her? That's how it is. You remove this thing about prayer that makes prayer a struggle. That's why a lot of people don't like to pray. Because it's like a struggle. This Pentecostal, this Jim approach to prayer. No, remove it. it prayer is like a, a child talks with the father or with the mom. God loves you the way you are. He made you that way. He made you unique. And he loves you the way you are. You know, he was telling me in that vision when he showed me that. And I said, Lord, I've had problem with my dad. I have problem with... It's hard for me to believe. But you can't hear God tell you something and not believe it. There's something about God's word that is pregnant with faith. Faith comes by hearing him. I just want to be where you are. Dwelling there in your presence. Just one. 
just want to be with you. I just want to be. I just want to be with you. The seven secrets of being God's friend. How many of you would like to know? I would not love to keep you too long, but I'm going to give you one that you need to take note of for now. Show that First Samuel chapter 13, I think it's verse 14, about David. I have found a man after my heart. Look at God was talking to Saul that he's going to take the kingdom away from him. He said the Lord has sought for him a man after his own heart and the Lord has commanded him to be captain over his people because thou hast not kept that which the Lord has commanded a man after my own heart show it again in Acts chapter I think it's Acts 13 find a verse you know where he was talking about David hands again. I love you Lord. I love you Lord. Yes I love you Lord. You are God. I bless you Lord. I bless you Lord. Yes, I bless you, Lord. You are God. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. Yes, I praise you, Lord. You are I love you, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Yes, I love you, Lord. You are God. Let's sing it again. I love you, Lord. Oh uh-huh. 
came from Abia State and the glory of God started visiting. He was falling. I had sessions for ministers. It will fall on them. And some of my friends who are like the generous pretenders of Assemblies of God and some other churches. I said, what is it that we don't understand? What is it about you and your ministry that is not just the anointing, it's the glory of God on your life. Please help us who want to have it. There is nothing in this world like the blessed presence of the Almighty God in your life. Everyone lift up your heart. If your heart cries for authentic Christianity, join us here this year. This year we know, and there are doors that are going to open for you because I'm going to be back on it. I'm going to be back on it. This is what Nigerian church has lost. This is what has made Christianity look like a laughing stock. We're going to rediscover it. This is authentic Christianity. We can start having the experience of heaven on earth. We can have the blessed experience of knowing that closeness with the almighty god that is deeper than anything in this world that's what is life for me that's what is everything for me that's when i die if i lose that i cannot that's what means heaven and earth to me that's what true prosperity is to me that's what real wealth is to me because when you find it it takes care of all these other stuffs sickness will be far from your dwelling satanic oppression will be far from your life then divine protection will rest upon you then god causes everything you do to prosper it touches everything you do everything you do everything you do told me to leave you with one of those secrets this morning please can i just do that i want to close you, you are there in acts chapter 13 i think it's verse 22 please when he has removed saul when he has removed him he raised up unto them david to be their king to whom also he gave testimony god was the one giving testimony he said i have found david the son of jesse a man after my own heart which shall fulfill all my will. One of the secrets of being a friend of God is to stop seeking what brings you joy and start seeking what brings him joy. Do you want to have joy and eternal pleasure in your life? Let me see your hand. You want to be happy. Haven't you seen people that are depressed? That are. Do you know this secret? As you seek the things that give him joy, you find the highest level of joy in your life. There's a difference between joy and happiness. Happiness depends on the weather, on what is happening around your circumstances. If your car, you know, has accident, you become sad. Joy is internal. Joy rises from inside and takes care of whatever is outside. Joy is not from without. Joy is from within joy comes when you learn the secret of bringing him pleasure the secret of bringing him 
You know, they talk about the key to sexual intimacy in marriage. He said, the secret is, don't seek to just get satisfied and there you go. Especially men that can, five minutes is enough for them. Don't seek that. Seek to pleasure the other one. That's how you can have very deep sexual experience in your marriage. There are people who are just selfish and self-centered. They just go there, collect their own and go. It doesn't matter what is happening to the other. No, 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 no. You can even be causing the other person pain and not know. As long as you are out in your own world enjoying. That's what many Christians are doing to the Almighty God. Seek the things that make him happy. That's what made David different. A man after my heart is a man that wants my will. A man that wants what makes me glad. A man that wants what makes me happy. An example is John 6, 38. You see that Jesus is like that. He said, I came from heaven not to do my own will but the will of him that sent me. Let's learn from Jesus. John 5, verse 30, you can see the same thing. Let's learn from him. The secret of eternal joy. I came, I can of my own self do nothing. As I hear, I judge. My judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father that has sent me. All these seven secrets, when I show it to you next Sunday, Jesus has lived all of them. That's why he beat everybody. But there are men and women like Abraham who has lived it. Men like Moses. Moses was another person that God calls his friend. He talks to Moses face to face. The Lord has called me. He said, it's the greatest assignment I've given you in life. It's more important to me than all this running up and down you are doing in ministry. For you to cultivate that place of work with me. He said, then when you come to speak, I will come with you. Even if I was absent in a meeting, when you come, I will come. Then he said, make it part of your calling to help other believers find that place. Find that place. Relationship comes before activities and work. to seek those things that bring him pleasure have you as you read the bible now be looking out for such things let me give you some clue what happens in heaven when one sinner comes to Christ eh? Eh? there is joy in heaven the father throws a party there is joy among the angels when one sinner comes to why are you not winning so? Since it's one of the things that make God tremendously happy. The journey now for you is finding out and doing those things that make him glad. Let me give you an example. I came from heaven not to do my will as I hear a church. 
I came, I can of my own self do nothing, but as I hear, I judge. My judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of the Father which sent me. Show verse 31. Okay, go back to chapter 6, verse 28. I think there's something I need to show you there. It's 20. Okay, 38. I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of the, him that sent me. Show 39. This is the Father's will which has sent me, that of all which he has given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day God doesn't want a single person to go to hell now that's why if you have heard any testimony of anybody that has seen hell anytime Jesus comes there his heart is broken and he's crying he didn't see the will of the father and that affected the ministry of Jesus that everybody that comes to Christ not one will be lost it's not his will for any to perish you are learning here how many of you agree that it's cast in modern day christianity let me see your hand this week why don't you bring other people to come and make a major discovery and you will see what is going to happen both to you that did bring them and to them because all of us are created with that hole in our heart for god that vacuum nothing else can fill it and what fills it is not religion. What fills it is not just attending church. What fills it is relationship with the Almighty God. Let's talk a little about an area you might understand. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Give it. What type of giver makes God glad? Who knows? A cheerful giver. Who is a cheerful giver? He's giving something to God and he's doing it with joy. Who is a cheerful giver? He's giving something to God and he's doing it with gratitude. Have you ever bought something for your parents? You might do it out of duty. My mom had asked for money again. You might do it out of gratitude. When I bought my dad a car, I took it for him. C-class Mercedes. That was not the first. I bought him two cars. First time was forgotten what it's called. 505. You know, Peugeot. Then that one got worn out. And then I decided to buy him a C-class. And I took it. I saw the old man shed years off. There's an elderly minister in the Inugu, one of the elderly, elderly ministers that helped us when we were beginning. Recently, we bought him a jeep and sent it to him. And a few weeks after, I went down to go and see him. When I got there, he has lost 10 years. He has become young again. The wife said, you have given my husband a new life. Because that was not the only problem. It wasn't really the car that was the issue. They were trying to build this church for almost 20 years. They couldn't complete that church building. 
and I ordered our church in Enugu to go and complete that church building for him and they did it. Brethren brought our resources and they went this course and they did some beautiful job in that place. It was an uncompleted building, no windows, no plaster, nothing is plastered. You come to your doors everywhere. And this is one thing he's been trying to build all his life. He couldn't do it. He didn't have, I don't know what happened. And in two to three months, we completed it for him. He lost 10 years. But he was glad. That's what we do. God gets glad when we give. But do you know there is a joy of giving? That is not, the joy is not for the one who received, it's for the one who did the giving. When you learn to have the right attitude like that, there's something that happens to what you bring before God that it gains another value. Hey, maybe you don't understand. Has somebody ever done something nice for you? Then every time they grudge about it. If not for the money I gave you, you will not be here. If not every time. What happens to that gift? The gift becomes even a nuisance. The gift becomes when you are grudging, giving grudgingly. Haven't you met people like that? They do something for you, but now they will nag you about it all your life. Every time they remind you of it. Every time. Have you met people like that? How many people have met people like that? You don't want anything from them because it's trouble. But then you see this other person that is glad to see you have that dress. They are glad. They are the ones paying, no? But there is this joy that you are wearing it. They are happy that they did this. You know, like somebody helped roof a church. Somebody said, I'm paying for the foundation of the building. Somebody said, take all the block work, give it to me, I'm going to take it. And then, he is doing it because he knows it's God's house. I'm glad. Even, this is just the little I can contribute for. All the kindness God has shown me. The windows of heaven open. There is something about God that attracts him to such people. That's what David did when they were building the temple. He tried to build it. God said to him, you were a man of war. You fought. You killed a lot of people. Your hand is filled with blood. You can't use that kind of hand to build a temple. Let your son Solomon do it. David said, okay, can I at least give? He said, yes, you can. Then the guy went and prepared all the things that will be used to build the house. On the day they were dedicating it, David came before God. Look at what he said. He said, what is this that we gave you? It's nothing. Because what we have brought is out of the abundance you have given us. I and my people have given with all our heart, with, all, with joy, to see your house built. Hi! God came that day and took another oath over the man. Because sometimes God swears. Because of how people move them, he now swears so that that thing can never be reversed, no matter what happens later. God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. He's the poor he's helping. He's glad that he's not, that God made him, placed him in a position where he can even bless another person. Lift your hands. I'm going to pray for you. And the process will start. If your heart cries to know him, that process will start today. Because there's a door that is open in, in the heavens. 
Say, Father, teach me your ways that I might know you, that I might find favor in your sight. Teach me your ways. Open my eyes to begin to recognize those things that make you glad. I want to live my life that way. Because that's my number one purpose for existence. I live to please you. I live to make you glad. You created me for your glory. And I commit my life today. I will live my life to fulfill that purpose. Thank you for changing my life today. I will not be the same again. Jesus name. Amen. Have you been impacted by this message? Please share your experience with Pastor David Ogweli. Email address Dominion Image Media at yahoo.com or call 01-792-6879-0803-435-7959-0803-590-9900.